Welcome to Muddy River Breakdown. I'm Muddy River Sports Editor Matt Shuckman. Joining me in the Muddy Buddy Studio, Will Connerly, graduate student at Quincy University and the voice of the Hawks. Hi, bud. I'm doing well. That was a hell of an intro right there. Thank you. How's it going? It's going very well right now. Good. And we're we're starting to get into the, the heart of things now. Most of uh, the QU athletic programs have gotten their first few games under their belt. Football got its first game in last week, and now we're starting to, to get into a rhythm of the season, aren't we? We are, yes. Where all the sports, not typically like we saw last spring, but all the fall sports, sports that are scheduled to be going, that they've gotten going. You know, both soccer programs have played a couple games. They're getting ready for conference play this coming weekend. Football, as you mentioned, back at home this weekend. And so volleyball as well. They just had their first opening weekend on the road in Florida as well. So all the programs uh, getting up and going and trying to get after it here this fall. How much excitement is there right now among among the, the Q athletic programs that are people people into it, people excited to see what these teams might be able to do this fall? Well, yeah, I think each program has a different level of excitement. And if we just go down the line and start with the football team, sure. um, the football team had a ton of excitement. You were there for some of it last weekend, Midwestern State, very good program. They've been nationally ranked for many years, and Quincy University, they're, they're hanging with them in there in the first half. I thought when it was 21 to 20 at halftime, you said, okay, they, they're, they've got something here. They've, they're right. playing some good football. Um, Tion Harris looked really good. And overall, that I think that performance, this, besides the result, which was a loss, and I think that performance was very impressive, and it showed that this football team can compete at a pretty high level. Well, you're five years, four years removed from Gary Bass's first game as head coach was at Midwestern State, and it was a butt whooping. It was. It was. And so this was this was a measuring stick. How far has the program come? You know, starting his fifth year as head coach. Now, he was interim head coach when they went to mid Wichita Falls, Texas, uh, at the start of the 2017 season. Now, at the start of the 2021 season, he's entrenched as the head coach. How far has the program come? They've made strides. You could see that in the way they played this game. Now, they have to go win games. And it should start this week with Iowa Wesleyan coming to town. This should be a very winnable game. Um, but then you have, to, you have to back that up. You have to continue to have success after that. What's it going to take? What, from what you saw last week, you've been at practices, you called the, the season opening game. What's it going to take to sustain success? Yeah, to sustain success, I would say for this football team is to stay disciplined for four quarters. I mean, we've mm -hmm. seen that they were going blow for blow with Midwestern State through the first half, and that's what you have to do. They're going to get knocked down. Teams are going to score on them. But staying disciplined and not making those critical errors, I thought in the second half, uh, obviously when those injuries happened, um, that might be first and foremost, just staying healthy, Matt, just overall. Um, you, you lose your one of your top quarterbacks, your top running backs. You have your top linebacker out. I mean, there's a laundry list of injuries that this football team is by, dealing with. I think by the fourth quarter, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, seven starters combined, offense, defense, weren't in the game. Yes, and that, that was right. You had on the defensive line there was an injury with Marcel Scott. You had – Peyton Chapel, who didn't play, and Lazaric Hill, who were right. both all-conference players. Yes, on both sides of the ball, they were pretty depleted. And I thought that for this football team, to go back to your question, first off, staying healthy. That's what it's going to take. Yep. And then also on top of that, I would say not getting too high and not getting too low, staying disciplined. Because 
I thought they the decision making of the football team through about three quarters of that game was pretty impressive. I would um, agree. I thought that when the emotions got to them a little bit in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, things weren't going their way things out of their control like the injuries and then penalties start to get into effect I thought that is when they kind of lost it but if they can stay disciplined and play that brand of football for four quarters I really think they're going to be pretty competitive and that's why it is very exciting for to see how this football team is going to do this season you've got seven home games this year so you're going to get to see a lot of that brand right here in Quincy as well composure word that I, I probably think uh Gary Bash, Sean Kelly, and the rest of that coaching staff need to use over and over again. Composure. Keep your composure. And I wouldn't be surprised if that is, you know, write it on the whiteboard in the locker room, put a piece of tape on everybody's helmet with the word composure to remind them when it gets tougher as the game wears on. Keep your composure. If they do that, success is, success is certainly possible. It is, and we, and we saw their ability to make plays. I mean, if you yes. just look at their playmakers, I know you've covered this program for a long time, uh, but in recent memory, when they're fully healthy with their playmakers, this is one of the better bunches of playmakers that you've seen. If you just look at the receiving core, you saw G- Eugene Witherspoon, A.J. Harden, Angel yeah. Ruiz, Jalen Lawrence. They, they all were making plays, and then no an question. experienced Paul Sullivan. So I really do think there's something there with that football team in terms of their experience kind of with coupled with that talent. I mean, you need that talent, especially at the skill positions to move forward and they have an experienced offensive line. I think that is a, if you really want to get into it, one thing where, okay, the quarterbacks, they did kind of get beat up a little bit, getting sacked seven or eight times. The line play has to get better. But the line also, guys were moving around a little bit. Snell, who's very experienced, he moved inside a little bit. And then you have B.J. Wilson, Guys who are experienced up front, the, they had some injuries also with their center. So I think that that is going to get ironed out, and I thought they did a pretty good job. You can look at the sack numbers and kind of say, okay, how did they do? But I I really enjoyed the way they moved the football. Yeah. Not just, okay, they had 500 yards, but they were pushing the needle. It wasn't yeah. quite 2019 offensive pace, no, but, it wasn't, they, but they were moving pretty quick. No question about it. And so you bring up experience with the football team. Well, experience is a big factor with the men's soccer team. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys back from a team that made it to the semifinals of the GLVC tournament. First game out of the gate against Wisconsin Parkside, struggled some. Struggled some defensively. Seemed to have made some adjustments there to to improve the defense. So they they finished non-conference 2-1. Missouri S&T comes to town for Sunday conference opener. What do you foresee for the men's soccer team? Do you see this team continuing to get better defensively and and then also picking up its offensive? Or is this a team that's going to have to fight for every goal this year? Well, I think this team has talented playmakers. Uh, and that's what you need in the game of soccer. You need that the, the strong midfield to connect to your offense. And if you look at their team, they have some really good talent in the midfield and experienced talent, like you said. When you look at overall experience, Aubrey Reese, he's in his sixth year with the program. Yeah. You have Al-Sadiq Hassan, who wears the captain band, and he's kind of a vocal leader out there for him. And they kind of lost that with Joel McElroy last year in the back line. No question. And uh, you also have some physical play up front. Jack Reed and Cole Hayes, I think they're going to be really good players in this conference. I mean, Cole Hayes, he's been very impressive in his ability to get loose up front around the 18-yard box. He's actually really surprised me. I noticed it last year 
Um, he started just showcasing his speed in, in more of a controlled manner um, than his first few years of college. And he started to score bury, bury goals last year. And I think he's going to score a lot. I think Jack Reed will. Aubrey Reese always has a good knack for finding the back of the net. Al Sadiq Hassan as well. And I think that offense is going to be solid. I think the back line and staying composed there is going to be where this team, if they can do that, like you said a little bit in your preview of the team, if they can do that, I think they will have a lot of success in the GLVC. The, the thing about Cole Hayes and Jack Reed that, that has impressed me moving forward, now I've covered Cole since he was in high school. Jack Reed, obviously, last year was the first year I saw him on the field for the Hawks. But both of them are physical enough to run and, and fast enough to run past somebody, but to also run through somebody. And I think for a defender, so if a defender's back on their heels, they're going to get put on their butt. Potentially, because these guys are going to push the push the pace and be physical, and it's going to lead to goal scoring opportunities. I I think uh, when you see a guy like Macker Little who scored the game winning goal against Purdue Northwest, come off the bench, it gives you another element of, uh, element to the attack. So I think there's a lot of good things building through the non conference portion. Got to get off to a good start in conference play. Yeah, I mean, just to go off of that, talk about running through someone. Macker Little coming off the bench. Not many teams, I think, in the GLVC have someone that physical right. and that lethal. I mean, his ability to finish, you saw yesterday, that game winner was a beautiful finish by Macker Little no question. Um, that they were able to have on that free kick. And I think him, along with that entire attack, I think Craig Schism is someone who's shown he can get in the scoring mix as well. And Kyle Swanner also has assisted on a couple goals early in this season but that back line, Spencer Van Ness, Tiger Thomas, those guys back there want to try to do as much as they can to stay connected and and put a little relief on Michele Barletta, who now I think is, looks a little more comfortable in between the pipes. He dealt with some injuries. He was sitting behind um, another keeper for a year that he's got here. He's been here a while now, but a second year as the primary starting right. goalkeeper. So I think that if they can be strong in the back line, I would not be shocked if they're pushing the envelope to be one of the top teams in the conference. And that that's the expectation now after being picked 10th last year, Matt, they yeah. go to the final four in the GLVC. Well, they are picked in the t third this year, tied so. for third. So they're expected to have some success this year. And I think the women are expected to have success too. Picked sixth in the, the GLVC preseason poll. Um, go on the road, two non-conference games, again, one against a really good Saginaw Valley State team. Um, and come out of there one and one, but I think you see the potential of the women. You know, um, they've upgraded to where they have multiple kids who can score. They have multiple attackers. You have a Lauren Crane to kind of lead, guide the way up front with her experience, but you've got a, you got a potential for a lot of attackers, and I think their midfield is really solid, and I think that's what's going to lead to success for the women. Yeah, it's hard to almost get a read and a good scouting report on the women's team because – Head coach Samuel Thomas, he changes the lineup so often. Mm -hmm. um, if you go look at some of these box scores, you're going to be scrolling for a bit. I think he played 13 players off the bench in the first game. And so he is getting a lot of different players into the mix. And I think that's an advantage for him. He, he has a lot of depth um, with his team. But there are some very talented players that I've looked through their first couple games that, hey, they're coming off the bench like Alexi Porsche. They have some very talented players. You mentioned Lauren Crane, who's been there for a while, who can really hold down that middle. But I think one of the strengths of, the, of that team is their leadership in the back 
with Paige Anderson, oh, no Sydney Gorman, Hannah Warnicke, Olivia Kent back in goal for that team. Yep. And then you mentioned the midfield. I mean, there's so many players that can come in and out. Elena Nacello, he actually has a couple transfers as well. I think that team's going to surprise a lot of people this year. And I think that Coach Thomas does a really good job of uh, adjusting his players and his personnel to the way that he wants to play. I mean, he has a lot of energy like we've seen from him, but I think that he's done a really good job of – he has a lot of players who can play, so they're going to get some minutes. And he does, he kind of diffuses those minutes across his roster, but that keeps people healthy. And in, in a Friday-Sunday slate, you have to be, have energy. Those second-half Sundays, sometimes those players playing 90 minutes both days, they're getting tired. But I, I know that that's really not the case with the women's soccer team because he has so much depth. So you spent a lot of time in the athletic office. Uh, obviously, your responsibilities as a as a graduate student, graduate assistant, require you to be at a lot of different sports and helping out in a lot of different ways. Who has more energy, Samuel Thomas or Casey Bailey? And you, I uh, didn't you discuss this with head coach Josh yeah. Ravy, right? What was his conclusion? That they're both you, incredibly yeah, so, hot. Yeah. So yeah. So. <laughs> I, I think that okay. Let I don't me. Know. I'll, since it's, you're hemming and hawing, cop, okay. I gotta get a cop out answer. Could you keep <laughs> up with either one of them? No. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I have some decent energy. You I do, but yeah, but, I don't. But know. I don't. I don't, I don't think know. you can keep up with either yeah, one of them. That's fair. That's fair enough. Yeah. I think uh, they both do have energy um, yeah. and good energy, and I think that's what you need as a leader, as a head coach. I think a lot of the head coaches. I mean, if you just yeah. look at Samuel Thomas, Mike Carpenter, if you talk about another fall sport, sport and Mark Jones, and you already Which know we were getting to, and you already know Gary Bass and the way he yeah. has energy. I think that's just a common characteristic of uh, leaders, you know, they in coaches, and that, I think that's very prevalent within the athletic department at Quincy for sure. Some people might look at the start for the women's volleyball team where they went one and three down in Florida and go, wait a minute. Didn't they have a really good year last year and they got almost everybody back? Yes. And yes. And they're going to be good this year. I, I don't, I don't think you can look at one that first weekend and go, Oh, they're not, they're going to struggle all year. I think there's too much talent across the board for that group to, to base any expectations on one weekend. They're going to be really good. Yeah. They're going to be a good volleyball team, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're even better than they were last year. I know that they had three first-team all-conference players last year, and th that was the success of their team. They're going to they're gonna lay up the ball to the outside pins, and yep. um, Michaela Canablo, the first-team all-conference setter, she, she set, was able to set up Maddie Norris, who came in last year and did a great job. Yes. And then on the other pin, you had Emily Rehagen. That offense is... I think going to be one of the best in the conference. I think last year when you look at where that team potentially lacked, it was in their block, it was in their defense. And I think that they did lose their libero, but they have a transfer coming in at that position and they have some freshmen as well to help out that block. So I think they're going to be a little bit better with one more year of experience with that offensive unit, which was as good as any in the GLBC. And you know how successful that conference was last year. They've took, made a step in the right direction every year with head coach Mark Jones. No they, um, they, they were 500 the year he took over after being 2-16 <clears throat> and 16 the year before. And last year they were top four in the GLBC. So I think he's making this program. They had immediate success since, he, since he's taken over this program. And when you look at the scores, you see that I think this offense is – I mean, it's going to be very successful. And I'm really excited for this program. 
Uh, I think that they can be one of the best teams in the conference. And you saw you saw it last year with the way they, yes. they surprised some people. And I think the same thing is going to happen this year. And, mm-hmm. and the interesting thing is, over time, there haven't been expectations for the women's volleyball program here. You know, they, they've always kind of been either middle of the pack or even below that. And it's just it's always been kind of, okay, that's where they're going to be. That's kind of where they reside. Now there's expectations. Now mm-hmm. there's the women's volleyball program is going to be good. People – People need to watch out. They're going to upset some people. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. I think it's only going to raise the level of play because of the expectations. Yeah, I think that they have very high expectations, and I know that they have good support from the entire QU community, and I think that it's going to be nice to actually – they're going to get that presence of some fans at home, and I think they're going to actually – I think that will raise their level of play – as well, I don't know how much, and I don't have much to prove that, but I know that they're going to have a lot of energy in Pepsi Arena for those home games as well, and they have some great talent on that team. And so, yeah, you can look at that start, but they didn't have all their best players playing every single set either. So right. you, you, you also have to look at that, and, yeah, they're going to they're gonna have some success. I know that that offense, you saw their connections, and if you look at their kills per set compared to other teams in the league, I mean, it's still a, it's still a tough test to go up against the Lewises in that conference, yeah. the Southern Indiana teams in that conference, Rockhurst. and Rockhurst as well, um, who, who was ranked 25th. But Quincy, I think that they're, they're going to be right there with those teams um, in the GLVC. I know you enjoy Quincy. You're in your sixth year here in at QU as a, you know, four years of undergrad, second year as a grad student. Um, met your girlfriend here. Having had professional opportunities stem from here. But how much right now do you miss Cape Cod? Oh, I mean, the Cape Cod was beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's uh, I try not to think about that too much. But, I mean, whenever you're thinking about putting a line in the water and trying to catch a, you know, 20 plus pound bass or go to a beach. I mean, that, those opportunities were nice. And also to see baseball every day, that felt like I was in heaven a little bit seeing, uh, just potential first rounders just compete every day. That, that was pretty fun. For those who don't know, Will got to broadcast in the Cape Cod league this summer. Um, Will's on, on track to become a radio superstar down the road. And, uh, (laughs) yikes. You will. Don't <laughs> trust me. You will. Um, and he played baseball here at Quincy University. So uh, baseball's in his heart and in his soul and will be part of his future, which will be a lot of fun to follow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, speaking of baseball, I think it'll be fun to follow baseball team this year as well. I think Look, so, too. Thinking about QU Hawks and QU Athletics. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves talking about spring sports. That's but okay. <laughs> well, think, but we're going to see I some think, of the baseball team this fall because they get yes. their fall workouts. They'll do their fall World Series. Um, Matt Shizzle, now the head coach, Josh Raby has transitioned into the athletic director. Um, but I do, I think a lot of the same pieces are in place, the same mentalities in place. Chandler Purcell, assistant coach played under Raby. I mean, it's a true, you know, that program's in, in really good hands. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to get out there as much as I can this fall. I love being around that program. Um, as, as you, as you do too. And we've been around it together for a while now. Yes, and I think that when you wrote about some of the players that were all across the country, I mean, a lot of those players are coming back. I know one player that made most of the headlines was their star pitcher, but you still bring back someone who was an All-American and a couple All-Conference players as well to that that offense. So I know that they're going to have some success for sure. No question. Well, thanks for stopping in and joining me today. I look forward to doing this more. 
Absolutely, anytime. And, and we'll uh, we'll actually be out at QU Stadium this weekend, and uh, and at Legend Stadium on Sunday, and giving providing all the information we can by QU Athletics. Absolutely, go Hawks! There you go. Hey, bud, appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Uh, this is Matt Shuckman. This has been the Muddy River Breakdown here in the Muddy Buddy Studio, brought to you by Advanced Physical Therapy.